Hey, y'all. Real quick before I hit play on this episode of Familypreneur for you, I want to be sure that you know that I have a brand new podcast available for you to check out. It's called Just Marketing, and you can find it on this podcast platform. Go ahead and search for Just Marketing and hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Then come back here and listen to this episode of Familypreneur. It'll still be here waiting for you. Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for busy parents building profitable businesses. If we haven't met yet, I'm Meg Brunson, and we are about to simplify business and marketing strategies because balance was never about spending equal time between your business and your family. Nope, you want to spend previously unimagined amounts of time making memories with your kids. And the only way that's going to happen is if we get your marketing under control. I want to take a minute to acknowledge that Black Lives Matter, that love is love, and that inclusivity is essential for success. So I welcome all colors, genders, and cultures to join us for today's episode. Today's guest is a lived life expert that takes her lived experience helping others and creating streams of income. She is a social entrepreneur, a best-selling author, a wife, and a mom, which I love that she uses as an acronym for multiple operational manager. I love that. I'm excited to introduce you to Teresa Wright Johnson. Teresa, thank you so much for being here today. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yes, well, we are both super busy, and I feel like this took us a while, but I'm glad it's finally here. And we finally get to talk about multiple streams of income, um, what it really means to make money through your lived experiences, and then, of course, how to work effectively from home. I feel like when you think of multiple streams of income, you think of lots and lots of work. (laughs) So I can't wait to dive into this topic with you. Why don't you tell me a little bit about how you kind of started your entrepreneurial journey and maybe like how you started your first stream of income and then made the decision to keep adding streams? Um, I think I've always been an entrepreneur since I was a kid, actually. So the first thing would be babysitting. So that's probably why I loved motherhood and children, right? But um, as a young adult, I realized I was working in corporate America and there were a lot of moms there and they would have to take off work and stuff. And it was interesting because I was not a mom at that time. I remember becoming a wife and hearing them complain like, my child is sick, I can't come in and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh yeah, whatever. You know, because you're single, you don't have kids. You're just making your paycheck, living that lovely life. Until I had my own child. And when I had my own child, I realized that uh, that was going to be a little of an issue. But before I even had that child, I ended up not um, being able to carry children well. And so I ended up being on bed rest for the majority of my pregnancy with my first um, child, one of my first children. And unfortunately, when you go on bed rest, that corporate American paycheck went from 100% to 60%. And my husband and I, our bills didn't change, but my income did. And I had to figure out a way to make some extra money because that um, long-term, short-term unemployment stuff wasn't kicking the money I needed, you know, to help with the household, like many 
women now do. And so I started looking online for work at home opportunities. And this is before, mm-hmm. way before work at home. I know I look so young, but I'm not. <laughs> um, it's way before. And uh, I got schemed, I got scammed, all kinds of things. And then I started finding real work at home jobs, like uh, in customer service and sales and just follow up and talking to people, the same stuff I did kind of for work. And so that's where it began. I started finding mm-hmm. work at home work while I was on bed rest. And that was wonderful because then that allowed me to still use my skills, not be bored laying in bed, make sure I take care of my baby and financially help with my household. And so that's where it all began. And they had direct deposit. I was like, hey, great. <laughs> right. So you like you basically found a job that would let you work from home. Well, not from really. I found, yeah. So I still had my little my job. Okay. I'm in corporate America, but then I found all these, yeah, work at home jobs, like customer service. Um, One of them was like answering calls, like, hi, thank you for calling. This is Teresa with the power chopper, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, it's so way back. Like I said, I know I look young, but it was so way back in the day. I didn't even have a laptop. My husband at the time pushed the rolling cart, uh, computer to my bed so I could work from my bed. And so, yeah, that was one of them. And then I think I also did like credit card sales, all sorts of things, because my background was uh, call center management, um, call center, customer service, team leader stuff. So I just used those skills and found work at home. And then when did it transition into entrepreneurship? Well, that was, that's interesting. It actually, I had already, I think I had already started being an entrepreneur before I got put on bed rest. Um, But when I, what really happened with that particular child, she was born with multiple disabilities, unfortunately. And the company I worked for, they started a work at home department. So now I had my full-time income back. I had all these other streams of income that I figured out about because now I'm doing mystery shop and merchandise and customer service. I have my job. And I was like, hey, I think I want to start like a, a answering service a telephone answering service. And it was called Total Tele Services. And I just answered calls for small business owners that are similar to who I am now that couldn't answer their phone calls and sent them messages. It was so amazing. It was like not even text messaging, like um, uh, what do you call them, pagers or something. So it was, it was really, that's where I started. Um, and then I just decided one day um, I wanted to work for myself. It was still like, if I work for this company, I was the employee of the year all the time, employee of the month. I would drive up just to be seen every now and then. And they would say, hey, you can't park there. That's the employee of the year of the month or whatever it was. I was like, that's me. They never saw me. But I still had all of these um, rules and restrictions because I worked for a company. So I decided at some point, hey, I want to just do this. And guess what? I was a mommy now. So I couldn't schedule all my appointments. I had a special needs child, lots of time, lots of appointments. So I figured out a way to take all those different streams of income and create the main income I need and have the flexibility I need as a mom, as well as have this small business on the side. So now let me take a a little step to the side, a step back maybe. I want to know for people who are listening who like those multiple streams of income, where did you find them? Like, is it stuff that still exists? Like if somebody right now wanted to do something like that, how would they find those things today? Oh, there are plenty of ways to find them. And I actually, we'll go into this in a minute, but um, later on, because I was working 
all these streams of income and now I'm a stay-at-home mom. I met up all these other stay-at-home moms and they wanted to know the same question. So I said, hey, I'm going to write up a list and sell it to them. And that's what I started doing. So they're just different websites. Like the one a lot of people use now is Rat Race Rebellion. It's called Rat Race Rebellion. You can find all sorts of work-at-home jobs. There are really um, great ones on there. Um, what is the other one? Is it the Penny Hoarder? Yeah, the pennyhoarder.com. They have a list of work at home jobs. The thing is, you need to really read and research them. And what I would suggest doing is look and see if you see people that have reviews on them, like type in the job or the company or the organization, because I've now helped hundreds of women and men work from home on their own. And I have girlfriends and ladies that I've known for 15, 20 years now that all they do is a majority of these different things. They pay for their kids to go to college. They're paying their house notes, their car notes. It's just about being diligent and doing the research and knowing that it still is work. It's not like, a lot of times people say, oh, that's cool. You get to work from home. Well, yeah, you still have to have something called discipline. <laughs> you still have to know how to sell yourself um, now virtually, which many of us should have this down pack. And you have to have some kind of organization as well. Yeah. Working from home is not code for like watching TV all day and getting paid. Right. It <laughs> like, you, you still have to work. But there are perks, of course, to having some additional and I think the level of flexibility, and you can probably speak to this better than I can, but that also changes because some work from home jobs have like set times, right? And others, you have a little more flexibility. Yeah. So you definitely need to know who you are and what works for you. So a lot of the jobs that I took at that time were... Um, very flexible because I had a little one and then I added another little one. So I could not sit at the computer for eight hours. However, if you had older children, like right now I'm talking to a lot of people, say for instance, they got laid off because of the pandemic or something's going on. Maybe they have a sick family member. Uh, maybe they have older school children and they need to be at home and they can sit there. You can do, you know, a job like that. But there are many companies like some of the ones that I used to work with where you can actually log in, you know, and look at the schedule and choose your hours. So, you know, OK, I'm working 12 to 2 this day, 6 to 8 this day. And so it's amazing. The flexibility will really spoil you like it will really spoil you. I never wanted to go back to work for anybody full time after that. And quite honestly, I never did. <laughs> Now, with those jobs, are they like contract type positions or is it like a full time job where you're you're hired like indefinitely and then until something changes or does it vary? It varies. So right now there are companies like United Healthcare, U-Haul, the Hilton Hotel. Those are companies that actually hire employees. And they're going to have um, certain specifications for you as well, of course, of qualifications they want you to have, like on your career, you know, from your career and on your resume. But they're also going to want you to have certain setups and computer systems and so forth. So that's the other thing about the work at home jobs. You have to realize what companies are asking for and what you have in your little toolbox of career, technology, information, discipline. I cannot stress discipline enough because... When I first started this work at home stuff, I told you a, a bit back, the company I worked for when I was on bed rest, they started a work at home department. And the only reason I knew I could do it is because I had already worked at home. But 
I ended up being the one in charge of that department, the first one, and then they let other employees come on. All of them got pretty much hacked because they thought they could, because <laughs> I was telling them, they were like, this is so cool, Teresa, you get to work at home. I was like, mm-hmm, but you need to be disciplined. But they thought they could forward the phone calls to their cell phone, all these different things. It's still a job. I don't care if you're only working two hours a day, it's still a job. So the flexibility is great. But you have to treat it just like a job. Also, you have virtual chatting. There are companies that uh, hire people just to chat now as well and answer customer service questions. Um, For instance, I know that certain even insurance companies, one of my insurance companies is progressive. And it seemed like this older guy I was talking to one day was very laid back. And I'll ask him, hey, do you work from home? And they'll say, yes, Weight Watchers or whatever the new W now, whatever, I don't remember the name, but they hire from home because I would ask when I call places, I would listen and I could hear in the background, like, hey, do you work from home? So I started also researching and asking people about, hey, do you work from home and kind of get information like with the Hilton hotels or the Hyatt hotels? There are so many different ways you can make money or even enterprise car services. They hire from home. So it's not just like these rinky dink jobs over here because guess what why do people want to hire from home or organizations because it is a cost saver for them not only a cost saver because you think about all their overhead you know you ain't got to pay you don't have to pay for the office you don't have to pay sometimes for all the benefits depending on what you're offering and there's so many benefits for the company but on the other side you have to also realize that it's a job And you just have to kind of be flexible with it yourself and realize that it's not going to be like, I just get to sit and eat bonbons while I work because people might be listening to you. And some of them actually, um, some some people that I've talked to, they have companies that are actually watching them virtually, visually. So you never know. Yeah. And I feel like it's, you also need to have family who gets it. Like, like your kids, your, your spouse, your significant others, whoever it is. I feel like that's something that, we struggled with when I came home and started working at home was like, I'm here, but I'm not here. Like I needed like quiet time and and time just in my office with the door closed and every Mm. job's different. You might not need that, but um, setting the expectations. So like your kids understand and your, your, the other adults in your house understand. I would definitely say that's true. I've done, I actually have an ebook called Making Money Out the Box that I sell. And we talk about these different things. And one of the things we talk about, of course, is how to find jobs, but also you have to be disciplined. And then, um, of course, people have to respect that you're at work. And so I've I've done a lot of um, speaking about working at home successfully. And I'm loving, for me, I'm loving being at home for the pandemic. Um, My spouse is working at home downstairs. The kids were in their room. We have no kids this week though. Yay, they're away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But everybody has their own vibe of things. But I've been working at home since my daughter who was turning 16 pretty much was born. So she understands moms at work. But also doing simple things like signs, letting your family know when you're working, what what you're doing, especially right now um, with so many more um, people working at home or looking for work at home opportunities. Because if you're working on the phone, all that background noise, or if I'm doing um, Facebook Lives, I do a lot of speaking and training. And so I have to tell my girls, like my office is upstairs, their bedrooms are in the other hallway. No, you can't be over here. And so that's another thing that I did too. I realized that 
there are ways to make money outside of just working for those companies by using our own lived experience and knowledge. So tell me a little bit about that. Go ahead. What do you mean by lived experiences and how does that translate into making money? So how that translates first was that little list, those ladies that were asking me about buying a list. And it was so easy. I remember the first list was just a Word document. And I I don't remember how much I sold it for, maybe $25 or something. And that's your lived experience. That's your information. That's your intellectual property. That's something you learn and you've been through in your life that you can now regurgitate from your own experience, put down into, you know, a document, a course, go speak and make money with it. Um, my ebook. Uh, also, another thing that I've done is I have an event now called Making Money Out the Box. I've been doing it for three years. We go around to different cities and states and we have people come that teach people all sorts of ways of making money. I'll talk about work at home, making money. Somebody else might talk about, oh, we have one coming out. The guy has been on Shark Tank and just and won money from Shark Tank. And so he's going to talk about inventions. So it really grew because if you think about it, we all have something that we've been through or that we're an expert at that you might think doesn't matter to anybody else. But when I started talking to them little mommies about me mystery shopping and having my baby in the stroller with me and taking calls. And when my ex-husband saw all those little checks coming in from everywhere and I saw them in direct deposit, that mattered then. So that's one thing. Um, those good things. But what are the hard things you've been through? You know, some of the, the, the tragedies or adversities we go through. And so I mentioned early on, I was a mom um, that had to stay at home and be on bed rest because I, I had tr- trouble carrying children. So I had several uh, early term miscarriages or late term miscarriages. And that made me, you know, sad, of course. But guess what? I also had a child with a developmental disability. I have a child now with ADHD. I could sit in a corner and cry about that if I wanted to, or I could do the same thing I did about figuring out how to bring more income into my home. Let me take the brighter side of this. Let me research it. Let me learn for myself. And not everybody's going to do that. And then they're going to say, hey, how did you learn about that? What did you learn? And just take it a little further. You can go and get training and certifications. And that's what I did. Um, for me, I believe your lived experience, that we're all lived experience experts, that we can take our information, our knowledge, our struggles, strengths, successes in education and monetize from it or and help other people. So some of the things that you can do, you can speak. You can speak on your story. You can find ways to make money just speaking on your story, whether it be you're speaking at events, you know, as a speaker, you create your own events, number one. Number one, as you know, because sometimes everybody isn't going to create an event for you, create that event for yourself, bring those people to yourself. And then the other thing is maybe you write a book. I said I'm a best-selling author, but I haven't wrote a whole book yet uh, because I'm in a bunch of collaboration books, right? And I still get to tell my story, but it's my lived experience that I'm getting to tell my story. I'm helping other people through that story, but I'm also being able to make income and bring back to my family. So your lived experience could be from cooking. <laughs> like I have a, someone that I told, I told her last year, like do these cooking shows online. That's what she's on and she's getting paid for. It could be cooking. It could be babysitting. Remember I said I was a babysitter when I was a kid. Unfortunately in life, I've been through a divorce. 
I had to figure out how to make up his income. I started a nanny service. I started an in-home daycare. Just went and got the certifications. Take that lived experience. You're a mommy if you like children. Now, if you don't like your own children, no. Don't take anybody else's children. But for me, it was a great deal because I even got a husband out of it. So <laughs> it's like a buy one, get one, a bonus. Yeah, I got a bonus. But it allowed me, even with that, that was my lived experience. I was going through a divorce. And I tell women this all the time. I went from, um, like, I live in Atlanta, so I definitely was more like an Atlanta housewife and doing all kinds of great things and just out and about. And then I had to transform and still take care of my children. And I was like, I couldn't go and get a typical job. Number one, after working for yourself, you're never really going to want to do that, just honestly. Don't want to don't have to. If you do, you figure out a way that makes you happy, you know, until you can do different. But um, anyway, I started an in-home daycare in my apartment because I had a child with special needs. <laughs> I had to go to her appointments and I took my lived experience of being a mom with a child with a special need. And I serviced other moms with children with special needs. And I didn't do that just on my own knowledge. I went out and got training and did research. And now I am a certified special needs advocate, certified mental health instructor. So that's the other thing, you know, go get those certifications and credentials that are out there. They're free ones out there, all sorts of things that you can get, especially some of us that may have taken a break from our career because now we're moms, you know? I love that. I love how you basically have taken, you know, the, the curveballs that life has thrown at you, invested in yourself, to learn more about how to cope or manage mm -hmm. with those situations and then turn around and realize that you can also monetize off of that by mentoring and helping other people. And I think um, like, as I was listening, a really easy way to kind of gut check and figure out how you can monetize is to think about the things that people ask you about all the time. Like mm -hmm. I don't monetize anything right now about RV travel. I don't. Um, we need I know, you to, I know well, and part <laughs> of it is I've got my, I've got so many buckets, right. But we've been on the road full-time for two years. I get a ton of questions, a ton. And so it's like, that's an opportunity that I have. Should I decide to add that additional stream? And I think everybody can stop, reflect right now, take five minutes or whatever, and think about like, what are the things that people ask you about the most that you're helping people with the most? And then it doesn't have to be, you don't have to necessarily get rich off of it, but could you just put together, like you said, a little cheat sheet, a, a course guidance, whatever, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, start small and just see if you can start making, supplementing your income a little bit from that knowledge. I love that. Or you could be building on your platform. Like later on today, I know that I have to go speak somewhere else virtually and because I have all those stories and all that lived experience and those certifications um, nationwide now, people are like, hey, can you come speak? And so I might be going to speak at a no cost event or a four cost event, but I'm still able to build upon that. And I look at it like this, my story, sometimes I'm just telling people different parts of my stories. And I might be in an event for something else. And this just happened to me here in Georgia um, with this organization for mothers and children. And the lady was like, we would love for you to come and teach our support group for moms that have had children um, miscarriages or loss. 
you know, so you never know. It, as women, we're nurturers and we want to help many of us. And sometimes monetizing sounds like, oh, no, I shouldn't make any money off of that. But I can guarantee you, I do more helping a lot than just monetizing. And then you can even create your whole own tribe like you have done here. I remember when I saw you and I was like, familypreneur, sounds like something I am. I need to go over there. And then I have my organization, Mom Biz Boss, right? Because I know that what women asked me the most about was this. How are you able to be a mommy, have a business, have a family, and still make it all work and be happy? Yeah. And everybody's answer is a little different, but it, you can you can get little nuggets from everybody's answer. Right. And everybody has just like I, I was telling a few ladies about familypreneur. I was like, y'all, did y'all go and find Megan? She does familypreneur and she has all this stuff over there. You never know because there's another mom right now wondering if you decide ever to do the RV thing. Like, I would love to live the RV life, but how would I fit that in? And then even if you didn't do a business on it, I know that I have a connect of someone else because that is your lived experience. So those right. are those are some of the ways that I've used my lived experience mm-hmm. to make money. But I've now um, partnered up with different national organizations like NAMI, the National Mental Health Alliance, Mental Health America, the Federation of Families. So I've partnered with other organizations that do this on a, a grander scale. Awesome. Well, I love this conversation. Um, I love all the, t- the tips for income streams and lived experiences. And we talked a lot about discipline and being able to work effectively from home. Where can our, our viewers, our listeners connect with you, learn more about you? I know you mentioned Mom Biz Boss. Drop some links for us. Okay, so the best way to uh, probably find me is through Mom Biz Boss, which is M-O-M-B-I-Z Boss, and you will be finding or very easily find us at Mom Biz Boss on social media at Instagram and Facebook. And then my old, overall business is T-W-J-M-E Enterprises. Yes, it's an alphabet full of words. I just had somebody help me rebrand that, so it'll be different, but for now it is what it is. And it stands for this. Just like I say, moms are multiple operational managers because we are. We're each an enterprise, all of us, walking around with knowledge, value, worth, strength, struggles, successes that we can monetize or help other people with. And I know that I'm an enterprise. So that stands for Teresa Wright Johnson Multiple Enterprises. And you can find that at TWJME.com. I love that. Thank you so much for that explanation, too. I feel like that makes it even more powerful. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you're busy to be here today, to share this with us, to share this with all of our viewers and listeners and to be a member of this community. I just appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for the opportunity because I'm definitely a familypreneur myself. That's it for this episode of Familypreneur. You'll find all the links mentioned and the show notes at megbrunson.com slash podcast. Until next time, I'll see you over in the Familypreneur community. Bye for now.